Hey guys, GBC podcast number 56. I'm Courtney Weiss. I'm Shane Blankenship. Woohoo, we got two weeks in a row. We're doing good. We'll get three weeks in a row next week. No, we won't because I have to coach. What? (laughs) (sighs) I know. You have to coach um, during the whole podcast? You coach 8.30 or something? Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Maybe we can do it at 9.30. Yeah, totally. Yeah, let's keep it going. Let's do it. Keep our streak going. Keep a good thing going. For sure. Okay, so I was... um, I was thinking about Mary, Jesus's mother, mm-hmm. and I was just thinking how, like, of all the times in the Bible that it says, like, so-and-so is filled with the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And I have a couple of examples written down. One's in Job. So I, I was cognizant, I was, like, <laughs> conscious that I'm like, okay, I'm in the Old Testament here, right? Right. And Shane said just to make sure that I always remember when I'm in the <laughs> Old Testament. And so, you know, in Job, it says... You know, this one of his friends, but it is the spirit in a person, the breath of the Almighty that gives them understanding. So it's mm-hmm. it's the spirit inside of them. So I, yeah. I was like, well, is this the same spirit, even if it is Old Testament, that's the spirit that came upon Mary and caused her to be pregnant? Is it the same spirit that blinded Paul on the road to Damascus? Is this the same dude? Yeah, absolutely. So whenever, you know, whenever we're talking about the Holy Spirit, the spirit mm-hmm. of God, Yes. In the Old Testament, the Spirit of God is the same as the Spirit of God in the New, T- New Testament. God is unchanging, right? Never changes. And so, yes. So when you, whenever you see God the Father in the Old Testament, same God the Father in the New Testament. Whenever you see God the Spirit in the Old Testament, same God the Spirit. And I would argue whenever you see God the Son in the Old Testament, it is God the Son in the person of Jesus, right? When he takes on flesh and blood that we see in the New Testament. So like Jesus... The spirit of Jesus? Did I, did I understand that? No, so, okay. So, a couple things that, that I am specifically thinking about. Genesis, mm-hmm. uh, when God says, let us make man in our I image. I knew exactly which um, one. So, I, yeah. so you know, there's your first um, example. In the Hebrew scriptures where God is speaking about More us. Than one. Like, yeah, us is, so, you know, again, that's the concept of the tr- Trinity, the God of the three uh, and three persons. The other instance that I think of is when Joshua, um, when he's going to spy out um, Jericho. So, this is the first battle as they're entering the promised land. He meets an angel on the road um, in the form of a man, and the angel identifies himself as commander of the army of the Lord. Um, and that's not an angel, that's Jesus. Jesus is commander of the army of the Lord. Um, and so, what he sees and interprets as an angel, I believe, and um, um, many scholars are with me on this, um, is that he is standing before one of the first moments of the incarnated son of God. Um, the next time that I would think of, or at least the next example I think of, is when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are thrown into the furnace. Um, and they're not burning up. But then they go, but wait a minute, there's another person in there with them. I, I happen to think that that other person is Jesus walking in the fire with them. It is God. Um, it is a, a physical being. Um, and whenever God shows himself as a physical being, it is in the form of God the Son, and that's Jesus. that's what makes you think it. Because, okay, repeat that. The, you, you. So that's why I say when when you see God the Father in the Old Testament, same as God Father in the New Testament. God the Spirit in the Old Testament, same as God the Spirit in the New Testament. But also God the Son in the Old Testament um, is obviously who who we are calling Jesus, um, whose name is Jesus, right? Not just that we're calling him, but Jesus in the in the New Testament. So so I think it's I think there is consistency wow. throughout all of it. Now again, so if 
if if there happen to be any Jewish listeners, um, Hebrew listeners, uh, which we probably don't have any, but if if we had, they wouldn't see the angel on the road as Jesus. They would call that just an angel. They would just see that as an angel that was sent by God. But again, by because of his title. The commander of the army. Of the Lord, that's right. Wow. Um, okay. So anyway, so so you got that. I think I think um, also Jesus probably appears to, to Gideon. Um, um, same angel, same title. Um, if I'm remembering correctly, again, I haven't read this story in a little bit, but if I'm remembering correctly, the angel that appears to Gideon um, may be Jesus as well. Uh, but you got to pay attention to the titles. So, okay, uh, commander of the army of the Lord. That's Jesus. That's his title. I actually don't know if I remembered that. Um, okay, well, let me ask you this. Is it the same spirit that we receive? When, like when we're a little kid and we decide we want to get baptized, mm-hmm. is that the same spirit that you say, I, I want you to come inside of me? Yeah, absolutely. And so Paul even says, this is in uh, Romans chapter 6, that the same spirit that, ro- that raised Christ from the dead is living in you. So the spirit of God that raised Jesus from the dead is the spirit of God that lives within us, the church, those who have given our life to Jesus Christ, and which is the point that Paul's making to the church at Rome, right? The very same spirit that raised God from the dead is the same spirit living in you, making his home, dwelling within you. But like, if you don't have that, because maybe you haven't accepted mm-hmm. that relationship, it doesn't mean that God and the Holy Spirit can't work yeah, of, in you, right? Yeah, of, of course, absolutely. That God can't be at work, or God can't use people who don't belong to Him, because God does. I mean, God, God can be at work in a lot of ways. His Spirit can work in someone that doesn't follow Him, and I'll make a point with that here in just a minute, in case people are like, "Oh my gosh, no, that's 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 not right. That can't be right." Um, I think there is a difference, and I think this is where we we need to draw the the differentiation um, between someone who is filled with the Holy Spirit, someone who has the Spirit of God living yes. with them within them, and the Spirit of God working in someone's life, because. Um, you could certainly argue, because Jesus says this, you didn't choose me, I chose you. Well, if Jesus is the one who is calling us, well, then the spirit of the living God has to be at work for him to call us. So so the spirit of God is prompting those who don't belong to him to come to him, right? right? So there, so God's work at work in those instances. Um, but take, for, for instance, here's an Old Testament example. Take, for instance, um, Balaam's donkey, um, or the way I like to say it, Balaam's ass, because that's that's how it's um, worded in the King James version. So Balaam's ass speaks. Um, well, how does his ass speak? How does a how does an animal? How does a donkey speak with a human tongue? None other than the Holy Spirit. Yes, yeah, the, the Spirit of God works, and through an animal giving him the voice um, it, that's able to speak to Balaam in a moment where he's not listening and he's not paying attention and he needs to hear. And God, for whatever reasons, intervenes through through an animal um, to get him to believe. Um, so that's the Spirit of God coming on an animal. Spirit of God, um, um, oh, here's one. We didn't talk about this beforehand. Um, but... God sends an evil spirit on Saul to torment him, which causes him to bring David into his court to play 
in order to soothe the spirit. So the spirit oh. of God is at work to send an evil spirit on Saul. Mm-hmm. Um, and Saul only finds comfort when David plays the harp. Um, and so David, you know, this is how David as a boy enters into the very court of the king. Um, you know, the man who you know, God has anointed to be the next king of, of Israel gets him there to the court. Um, yeah, so the spirit of God, I guess, at the point that I'm making is it, is it, is it working all of those, right. those things? Um, but someone who God says to Saul, uh, my hand will no longer be on you. Um, after his second time of disobeying God, God says, I'm done with you. My mm-hmm. spirit is not going to guide you anymore. My hand is being lifted from you. I've given it to someone else. I've put my spirit, I've put my hand, I've put my anointing on David, um, a man after my own heart. So, Which is such, I know it's not the scariest verse in the Bible because I know what you you think that the scariest <laughs> one is, but to me that's pretty scary. Like, is there no is there no return for him at that point, a point of no return when God says that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, but I, I think that you also have to remember that's Old Testament, this is New Testament. So yeah. um, in the Old Testament, that's what you, so that's what you see in the Old Testament, right? You see the Spirit of God coming on people for a moment of time right. and then, and then leaving. leaving. Um, the Spirit of God coming on the prophets to speak. His word, um, and then leaving, and, then and so even it's not constant. Like Prophesy like just for a moment, just saying something that's going to happen in the future, and then they don't say it again. Absolutely, um, I, I'm trying to think if uh, I, I don't remember the specifics of this. The story is in Acts, um, but when the high priest that year prophesies that one will die um, for many, mm. um, and he doesn't realize even what's happening, right? He doesn't, he's not a believer, um, but yet he prophesies in that moment what's going to happen with Jesus, not even understanding, not even realizing, not even thinking that what they were doing. So, so in, in the high priest's mind, we're going to kill Jesus to save the Jewish people. Yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen, but not the way he thinks. Right. He thinks he's killing Amazing. them to, to save them to from save. Jesus, right? But he's but by them killing Jesus. Plot twist. Right, yeah, <laughs> saving the entire world yeah. of their sins. Yeah. Um, so there's a spirit. There's an example of the spirit of God at work in someone who doesn't even know it, doesn't yes. even realize it. Is that almost even like a time when when we would say? or someone would say they're speaking in tongues. I mean, obviously he, when he was saying that, he didn't even really know what he was saying. I guess in his human mind, he's like, yeah, we're going to, yeah, we're going to kill Jesus. But he was actually prophesying like exactly what was going to happen. Yeah. I don't know if that would be the same as a tongue, but I think, but it's certainly the same as God being at work in someone who's not a believer. Involuntarily. Yeah. Um, Okay. So I just thought of another uh, great, um, Example from the Old Testament, when God sends um, Elijah to the Phoenician woman, um, he says, I want you to, to go to a widow at Zarephath. Um, and he says, um, I've already instructed her. Is this the lady with the olive oil and the bread? Uh-uh. No, that's this Elijah. Is, this is the lady who's about to make a meal for, um, oh, yeah, 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 it is. This is. This is the one who's about to make a meal and die. Like, yes, uh, her food. and her son, they're going to die. Yeah, yes, yes, um, yes, yes. And he's like, no, make something for me first. And then, and then the flour and yeah. the oil, it doesn't, it doesn't run out. Um, so, the, so here's a widow at Zarephath that God says, I've already instructed this, this widow concerning you. Mm-hmm. You got to go there. And then basically you'll know enough. So she's not a believer. Um, she doesn't follow God. She's not a God fear. She's a Gentile, which is when Jesus talks about her, 
that's the point that he's making that of all the widows of Israel, um, God doesn't send them to any of them, sends them to the widow of Zarephath, a Gentile woman. So anyways, so I I think those are lots of examples of God moving, God being at work, and people who do not belong to him. But again, that's different than you giving your life to Christ Jesus. You've surrendered your life to him, and now the Spirit of God lives in you. Um, so we have that, you know, that's where we get the idea that we have direct access to God, that mm-hmm. we, we don't have to physically go to a location in order to, f- to find him, to talk to him. Um, we don't have to go to the temple. Um, there is no more temple. We are the temple because God lives in us. Well, I love talking about the difference in, in this. I think it makes it just like a little bit more clear. And I do kind of think it backs up to what you're talking about on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. So, um, and I'm before we start recording, I'm trying to remember how exactly we got to where we were, where we were talking about on Sunday. But well, how Mary, like how basically how God, well, oh, yeah. the Spirit went to Joseph, but yeah, spo- He went to Mary first. Yeah, yeah. Spoiler alert. So, um, <laughs> this is if you're listening to it, you're going to get um, one of my points. It's my favorite point of Sunday, but it's not the point of Sunday. Um, but it's my favorite point because I because I was kind of thinking through when the angel comes to Joseph, right? Yeah. And, and speaks to Joseph about what's happening. Because you know, Joseph finds out that Mary's pregnant through Mary. Mary finds out that Mary's going to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit, you know, through an angel um, showing up and says, hey, the Spirit of God is going to come on you um, and you're going to conceive a child. And God gives Mary a heads up before it ever happens. This is what's going to happen. Well, then it happens. And then Mary shares it with Joseph, and Joseph doesn't believe it. And I was just kind of thinking through, like, couldn't they just tell them all at the same time? Like, why, why wouldn't God just tell Joseph when he tells Mary? Can we just sit everybody down, God, yeah. so that you can let us all know? But, you know, he goes through a panic attack or something. Like, you know, he has to go through the hard thing of hearing this story from this woman who, he spent, who he's already planned to spend the rest of his life with, who already has a legal contract, right? That's why he's got to do a divorce. Even though they're not technically, quote, married yet, they are, they are legally bound and engaged to be married. Uh, so, you know, this is a whole ancient world kind of thing. We don't do this today. But so he's already pledged his life to her. You know, they've already committed to one another. And she tells him this news, and doesn't matter what she says, he's not believing it. But he's a righteous man, he's a good man, so he has in mind to divorce her quietly, wants to save her from the public disgrace and the shame that's, that's about to come upon her. Um, so he's got this whole plan, and then the Bible says that after he decided the thing, um, falls asleep, God comes to him at night, and speaks to him. Uh, the, the angel says, "No, the you know the the baby that she's conceived is from the Holy Spirit, and you're to give him the name Jesus because he's going to save his people from their sins." And I just thought it was interesting, like the moment, like the timing of mm-hmm. the thing. And I don't know if I have a point other than sometimes God lets us know a, a, ahead of time, and sometimes. It's, we're right in the middle of the thing. Sometimes we got to struggle through it, and then God shows us something. But I love that you you make that clear for us because I think sometimes you think you're always supposed to know. Yeah. And when you don't know that you're either doing it wrong or, like, you need to pray harder or something like that. And so I, I'm like, well, yeah. guess I'm just not supposed to know. Mary got to know, but Joseph didn't get to know. Mm-hmm. And that's clear. Like, Mary gets to know ahead of time and gets to know the plan. And she may not understand it, but at least she got the heads up, right? Um, Zechariah, uh, for that matter, yeah. which Elizabeth's husband, mm-hmm. he gets a heads up and doesn't believe it. And so the angel says, well, 
you're going to be mute till the child's born. Sorry. You're not going to be able to speak anymore yeah. um, <laughs> no, because you didn't believe it. Yep. Um, and then, you know, Joseph finds out through Mary because God's spoken to Mary, but God ain't told him yet. And so he doesn't believe it, can't believe it for whatever reason. Um, and, and again, one of the points that I'm making on Sunday is that what would it take men who are married if your wife came to you and said, hey, I'm pregnant and it's not you, um, can't possibly be you, um, but it's of the Holy Spirit. Like, what would it take for you to believe that your wife just got pregnant by the Holy Spirit? Probably God talking to you. Like, it'd prob- probably yes. take an angel um, for you to, to be able to believe that. Because um, who in the world would? Like, it doesn't make sense. It, it, it is a true miracle because it is defying everything about creation and the created order and nature and how it works. It's even hard to talk eloquently about it because it's like you, there's really nothing. You're like, it's just a miracle. It's a miracle. Just yep. is. But two things, side note, God does a lot of cool things through women. Uh, absolutely. Like we may not be like Moses and Abraham and all these amazing great, great, greats, but I do, if if you really pay attention to the details, mm-hmm. God does some really cool things with women. That's the number one yeah. thing. The second thing is, um, this is definitely a side note, there must have just been something about Mary you know, like that's that was a little bit unexplainable because she's lowly, not she's poor, Mm -hmm. right? Um, she's young, she's Mm -hmm. a virgin. Like, I mean, I don't really know what she has to offer. Um, but also, Joseph wanted to be kind to her as well. Yeah, yeah, they both get chosen, they both get they both Joseph and Mary both they have favor with God Mm -hmm. Um, for some reason, like it's unexplainable, right? And I would well, I'd say it's their faith. Um, that's always the reason, um, you know. Is is their their faith? They believe, and you know how old was Mary? How old was Joseph? I mean, we don't know. We, we think these these people they were young. We probably think they were teenagers. Mm-hmm. Um, it would make good sense. I mean, because that's that's the way Hebrew the Hebrews did it back then. You know, <laughs> you got married as a as a teenager, mm-hmm. um, and that's that's when families started. So you know, we think that they're young, but she's definitely young. She's certainly a virgin. Um, which was also, you know, an important part of, of, of that whole story. And then, uh, but she has favor with God. And, um, you know, I, I think outside of their faith, I don't know if we know another reason, but, but they both have favor with God, both Joseph and Mary. Okay. Well, that's, I mean, it's, it's interesting because obviously when, when the angel comes and visits her, I mean, what does she say? She's, in, in my words, she's like, okay, like have your way, yeah. right? Whatever, whatever, however she says it. Mm-hmm. But like before then, does she ever kind of, is there a good example of her being so faithful? Mm-mm. No, we have no, no, we don't, we don't have any specific examples. So that's um, it. But we know that she's, I, you know, she is, she's faithful enough mm-hmm. to absolutely to take the angel at his word. Okay, how could, but she does ask, like, how can this be? Yeah, um, but like, you did explain that, I think, last week. Yeah. Was it you? I'm not sure. I think it was yeah. you. But you were like, she wasn't saying no, like, no way, like Zechariah. Like, yeah. I don't believe this. Yeah. She just was in awe. Absolutely. Of how, how she received and it. why me, probably yeah. humble. Yeah. The, the, I think the question is, like, not like, not, her question isn't that God can't do it. Her question is, okay, well, how, the, mm-hmm. like, yeah. How am I gonna get pregnant? Because she knows how people get pregnant. Uh-huh. <laughs> so does Joseph. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so the so the angel t- tells her how. Yeah. Um, and um, the you know, the seed that is within Mary is not from a man. It's from God. Mm-hmm. Um, and so again, I mean, this is this is this is this is cool theological stuff to me. Uh, um, yes. 
because this is this is why it's immaculate, right? This is the immaculate conception, um, you know, popular verbiage in the Catholic Church. That that's why, like she she gives birth to a child that she did not conceive. Um, the Holy Spirit conceived that in her, right? Um, so that the child is is from God. It's going to come through man. It is one hundred percent from God. So you've got the God Man in Jesus, one hundred percent God. And a hundred percent human, uh, which is incredible, right? So yeah. the one, the man who has the power to raise the dead also gets tired, mm. and sad, and yeah. all the things that we learn about the, Jesus. The, the the man who can feed the five thousand also gets hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a hundred percent God. So he and, he's a hundred percent man. Yeah, he can feel what we feel, which is a completely separate podcast. But I just want to stay on Mary for one <laughs> yeah. second. I think two things. I think it's amazing that in that moment, you you know, like the Bible shows us her faith in that moment, like not before. Mm -hmm. So like I'm thinking about in my life, you know, have I ever, um, you know, portrayed like that I have big faith, but like in the moment that it matters, have have I, you know, I just trying to apply this like to my life. Mm -hmm. Um, That was the first thing that I was thinking. And the second thing just went out of my brain. But um, about, you know, just uh, just about Mary, like she said yes. Like she said yes in the moment that it mattered. Not that if she said no, it wouldn't have happened, right? Sure. But I think I think that's kind of important. And it's like something that we can take back and, and look at our own lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She, yeah, because uh, I guess in, in one sense, you, you and I, we can't do anything about our past. Um, I think our, our past is, you know, decisions that we've made in the past, what we've been through in the past, our circumstances, like all that has played a role in shaping us. Mm-hmm. Um, all of that plays certainly a role in how we see things, how we perceive things, um, all of that. Um, but the here and now, that's, that's what we have, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yesterday is gone. Tomorrow is not guaranteed to us. Jesus says this, but right now, yeah, this moment, this is what we have. And so, um, so yeah, I think in, in, from that respect, we make decisions in faith right now or have the opportunity to make a decision mm-hmm. in faith right now, regardless of whether we did it or did not in the past. Yeah. You know? Who says, here am I? Uh, oh, gosh, I'm really putting you on the hot seat now. But no, that's no, kind of no, what that's, I thought about. Uh, here my Lord, send me. That's what, that's what Isaiah says yeah. um, before the throne of God. Yeah. Um, when, when God asks, who shall I send? And, um, I pray says, that almost every day, even though I couldn't remember who said it. Here my Lord, send me. Yeah. Um, Samuel says it. Samuel says it at the temple um, when God calls out and says, Samuel, Samuel says. Yeah, I just always want to be like in the like in the moment when I know I'm needed or or when I'm being asked to do something that I'm available mentally. Like, oh, I got it. Okay. I, you know, I mean, not always, like you said, are, are we going to have an angel come visit us or kind of like spell it out? Like you said, like God didn't set both of them out and say, okay, Joseph, here's what's going to happen. And Mary, this is what's going to happen. I mean, you just sort of had to like pick up the pieces mm-hmm. as you went. So when I pray, like, God, here am I, I'm like, please make me aware that I, like uh, when you need me, that I'm like, okay, got it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And and God still sends angels. God still uses angels. Um you know, even, you know, we're, we're even, um, 
I think it's Hebrews. Um, I can't remember the book now, but I think it's Hebrews that says, um, basically be aware. It might be James, um, that you, you and I could be entertaining an angel, uh, without knowing it. Um, just talking about how we treat people. Yeah. Angels unaware. Um, but, but at the same time, we have something better than an angel. Yeah. An angel is a messenger. Mm -hmm. Angel always carries the message, a message from God. That's the, that's a, that's a role, right? That is the main role. I mean, there's certainly warring angels and angels that provide you know, supernatural protection, um, but um, their primary role is to carry a message from the Father. You and I have the Spirit of the Living God in us. Yeah. That the Spirit of God trumps angel mm-hmm. every time. Mm-hmm. Well, it's you. You always know how to bring it full circle. I mean, <laughs> you you always do. So you always want to bring it back to the resurrection too. Yep. So that's good. Absolutely. Okay. Well, hey, guys, why don't you um, come to church? We are two services now. So if you can't come at 1030, you can come at 8 o'clock. You can come at 830. 830. Yeah, 830. 830 and 1030 starting this Sunday. So that's two opportunities, two options. And hopefully that makes a way for some people that that, um, 1030 just didn't work for for whatever reason. Well, and also Shane said we really only talked about one of his favorite points of this sermon. So we still have several others to go. Oh, absolutely. So kick it off off the Christmas season. (laughs) Tis the season um, is the name of the the series that we're about to get into. So there's going to be three parts leading up to um, our Christmas Eve service on Christmas Eve. So, so yeah, if you can make it, love to have you, and, and hopefully it makes a difference in your, in your life this it Christmas season. It absolutely does, every, every single week. Okay, thanks, guys, for listening. Have All a right. great day. Yep, see you next week. <laughs>